Hey everyone, welcome to The Front Porch. I'm Brian Beaudry. Uh, today we're going to talk to Alexis Brum, the editor for AC Business Media. She runs Rental Magazine, Rental Watch, Rental Rundown. Basically, if it starts with rental, she's involved in it probably. We talked a little bit about what brought her to the industry and some of that outsider feel that you get as a member of the media who's part of the industry but not part of the industry. Um, so if you run a rental store and you want a visitor, maybe a little bit of publicity, you can find her on LinkedIn and reach out, or you can message me at marketing at pointofrental.com and I'll put you guys in connection. Um, also, if you're Will Smith and you're listening to this, uh, she's looking for you to be her best friend. So, you know, you can, you can reach out to us in the same ways. Uh, anyway, let's get to it. Welcome to the front porch with Brian Beaudry. Okay, Alexis, let's uh, start off with the simple questions. Who are you? Where are you from? And what do you do? Yes. So I am Alexis Brum. I am from just outside of Detroit, Michigan, born and raised. It is where I work as well. Um, I'm a remote employee. And I am the editor of Rental Magazine. Okay. Now tell me about your favorite sandwich. That is a great question. I love all sandwiches. Um, I have to say... Sandwiches don't... Sandwiches don't listen to this podcast, so you don't have to like pander to them. You don't have to. No, but I want to because <laughs> okay. I just want everyone to know I really love sandwiches. So traditional, I would say BLT because it's just classic. Okay. And non-traditional, I would say a taco if it counts as a sandwich. Is there any special kind of taco or no? Any kind of taco. A good old chicken taco, steak taco. All good. All right. All right. So let's get into your uh, history a little bit. Did you grow up wanting to be the editor of Rental Magazine? <laughs> if not, what did you want to be as a kid? I did not grow up wanting to be the editor of Rental, though I am quite happy that I am. I grew up wanting to actually be a sports announcer. Um, I wanted to eventually make my way to ESPN and be on SportsCenter. That was my childhood dream. I, I can relate to that. I mean, <laughs> I think I would have been too scared to actually ever be on ESPN, but you know. Yeah, it seems pretty intimidating. Yeah. So what got you into the rental industry? I was looking you up on LinkedIn and it seems like you've been connected in some way to the industry since college. Right out of college, I ended up getting an internship with a local publishing company um, and working for their construction publication, which at the time was called Site Prep. It is no longer in production, but I worked there for a few years as well as their surveying magazine, which is called POB. And that really got me into the construction world. And since then, I've kind of jumped around. I've seen the industry from all sides. Um, I dabbled in PR. I've also worked in asphalt and drilling, water drilling specifically. Um, so the path has led me here now to rental and I'm happy to be here. So, so you just got into the construction industry and you were like, ah, who needs ESPN? I can, I can just watch sports on my own. Exactly. I was playing sports at the time. So it was like, that's good enough for me. I'll just stay here. Nice. You just mentioned a little bit of your job history and it looks like a pretty <laughs> logical career progression. Like you knew what you were going for the whole time was, uh, was that how it worked out or was, is that just an illusion? <laughs> That is definitely an illusion. <laughs> um, jumping around has not totally been my idea, 
but it has worked out perfectly to land me where I am today. And I am incredibly grateful for every job and every experience I've had, just, you know, meeting different people, seeing different industries, who gets to say that they've worked in the surveying industry as a, you know, young female out of college, or I've operated equipment, I've done all sorts of different things. So um, definitely not a logical career progression by choice, but definitely a great one that I can't complain about. So it seems like you made the jump from your previous job to rental magazine at the beginning of the pandemic. So how did that happen? Yeah. So not typical starting a job in the beginning of a pandemic. That was um, pretty interesting. Um, But I was with a couple different publications before and it was just time to grow and expand. And um, I I landed here at rental and that's, that's about the story, you know, nothing interesting. <laughs> nothing interesting. Were, were you still in this uh, location before or did you, did it allow you to move back to Detroit area? Or? So I have stayed in Detroit this whole time. I have been remote for almost oh, all wow. of my jobs. <laughs> yeah. Um, my previous company is located in Iowa and it's in the same realm. It was lifting access equipment crane related. So I kind of have stayed in the same realm of industry, but now I'm looking at things from the rental side instead of more contractor heavy. So, yeah, that's cool. Mm hmm. All right. So we're just coming off of Women's History Month and there's a lot of focus on women in rental. And if I were better prepared, I would have set it up a month or so ago. But, you know, we are where we are. So it seems like a lot of the time women are being interviewed in this format in groups or individually. It it ends up being a topic about women in rental in general. Um, so how do you balance wanting to advocate for women with maybe feeling like, you know, it'd be nice to talk about the same things men talk about on these panels and interviews? I think that is a very great question, and I think it's an interesting subject to kind of dive into. Obviously, being a woman in this industry, I love hearing other women's stories, and I want to advocate for them because our experiences are notoriously different than men's. Um, And I'm not speaking for all women, some women, but if we don't tell our stories or advocate for ourselves, then who will? So I want to get our stories out there. I want to find out their backgrounds and histories. I want to learn their business knowledge. I want. I just want to have those conversations. But you are absolutely right. Every conversation doesn't have to lead into, well, you're a woman in the industry. Like, let's talk about that. And eventually, I hope we get to a place where it doesn't need to be. And I hope that that time is coming. Um, I will say I'm quite guilty of interviewing women and really diving into like, what's it like being a woman in rental? So maybe we can change the dialogue moving forward and just talk about people in a more general sense and learn about their business habits or their backgrounds without focusing on that. Okay. Well, I was going to do some follow-ups around that, but no, we're, we're just going to move on to other <laughs> stuff then. Okay. So as the natural follow-up to that, let's say that you're creating your ideal fast food meal, a main dish, a side, a drink, and maybe a dessert. What are you going with? 
You can go to so different have restaurants to be like, for each. Yeah, they have to be fast food related. Yes, fast food related. I am going to completely isolate myself and say I'm kind of a health fanatic, so I don't oh, no. eat a lot of fast food, but that does not mean I have not enjoyed it. So main dish, I would say my favorite thing is the bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle from McDonald's. Okay. Um, Very out there, but I'm a big breakfast fan, so that would be my main dish. Ooh, a side. McDonald's french fries. Okay. That's so lame. I'm you're, sticking with one restaurant. I was going to say, you're pretty McDonald's heavy here so far. Oh, I know. That's bad. Um, I also really like the cinnamon twist from Taco Bell. So maybe okay. I'll do that instead for some variety. Ooh, a drink. Okay, a drink would be raspberry brisk iced tea from Taco Bell or sweet tea from McDonald's. <laughs> I have okay. a type, apparently. Uh, yeah, it seems like it. Yeah. Um, dessert. Definitely have to go with a Frosty from Wendy's with fries for dipping into it. Okay, good. That's a sneaky way of getting around the sides thing, I think, but I'll allow it. Okay, I'm, good. I'm Thank glad you. you didn't try to do the, uh, like, you have this small regional chain that it's like, oh, I have to talk about them. <laughs> It's just like, no one can identify with that. I don't know if we have any of those in Michigan, so I think we're safe there. Well, good. I understand all of those things, and I can go acquire all of those. And Perfect. feel like, oh, Alexis would like this. I expect a report back. When you want a refreshing software experience with no calories, no sugar, and no preservatives, try Point of Rental Software. It's good for your business, and it always leaves a great taste in your mouth. Point of rental. Okay, let's talk about you at Rental Magazine. Sure. So what do you do in your current position? I know that you're listed as the editor of Rental Magazine, and you've told me that, uh, but you also have a hand in for constructionpros.com, and you do some podcasting as well. What, what do you do in an average day or week? That is a pretty loaded question because I feel like I have my hand in multiple cookie jars, but... What do I do in my current position? I run rental and I try and make it the best magazine publication website that it can be. On an average day, I am creating e-newsletters because we have two a week as well as a few that go out randomly. Um, I'm posting press releases, stories, things of that nature, working on issues, issue content, stories and i'm constantly posting to our social media channels um it's also very collaborative with my team so i'm constantly talking to people getting ideas and yeah my average day is crazy it's very busy with a lot of different tasks and just trying to you know produce some cool things yeah i was gonna say it sounds like you have a lot of things to deal with like a lot of smaller things to deal with all at once how do you handle that because i have some issues with that over here and i don't have um, near as many things i would say to-do lists are um my rock because if i don't write something down there is more than likely a chance that i will forget about it um so definitely to-do lists reminders calendars i am an organization freak and also just communicating and talking with people and making sure that everyone is on the same page and um, responsibilities are getting done. It really helps keep people and like 
the right mindset of this is what we have to get done. This is our goal. So I would, I would say that, yeah, just trying to manage everything at once with some steady reminders every day. <laughs> okay. So like I should have set a reminder to try to reach out to you before March, if I want to do that women's history month thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Probably. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite part of working in the rental industry? The people so far. And I can say this because I have worked in a lot of industries and I've met a lot of different people, um, manufacturers, contractors, things like that. The rental industry is so nice. Everyone is so genuine and kind and helpful. And I haven't met anyone that I don't get along with, which maybe I'm being cocky. I don't know, but (laughs) I just, everyone is so nice and it's really cool also to see that people are interested in being innovative. There have been some industries that I've worked in that are maybe slower on the uptick of technology and things like that, but it seems like the rental industry is actually interested in learning and growing and evolving, which I think is really cool. I think more industries could take note of that. So what you're saying is all the other industries you work in full of jerks, right? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> saying that. Do not throw me under the bus like that. Oh, okay. This is so, just, you know, more people. Yeah, more people. And I, yeah, I've talked with a lot of people and they generally say what they like most about rental is just everyone's so nice and collaborative and like yeah. even competitors will give people useful advice instead of the wrong thing. Yes, exactly. How do you feel about saying that you're in the rental industry? I mean, I've worked in PR and I've worked in actual sports PR. And sometimes I felt like I was part of the team, but sometimes I felt like, ah, I'm actually the media guy. And I wasn't kind of, I didn't feel like part of the group anymore. Do you ever feel that way about rental or have you just been in the industry for so long that you're like, ah, these are my people. I've been in the construction industry for a long time. Haven't necessarily been in the rental industry for that long. Um, I'm coming up on only a year now. But that is a tricky question. I don't necessarily feel like I am in the heart of the rental industry. Being media, um, I feel like it is a little bit more of being on the outskirts. You know, yeah. like we we don't sit behind the counter. We don't actually go through the process daily of renting the equipment. And um, I think that is a little bit of, a disadvantage to us because we can't form that close bond of knowing like day in and day out, this is what happens. These are the problems. These are the challenges. But it also gives us a unique ability to see different stories from all sorts of different people and push those stories out there. So it's it's an interesting mix. I feel like I am, but I'm not. I'm sitting behind a computer and doing social media posts about the rental industry. I'm yeah. not living it as much as I want to be. So is someone in your in the Detroit area going to invite you over to their uh, store? I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Someone, I don't care if it's in Michigan, I will travel. <laughs> okay. Someone invite me to come do a day in the life of a rental business owner because that would be so cool. Okay, well, we'll we'll try to get that set up. That would be so great. And I think that would really give me an inside scoop of like, okay, this is what it's like. 
Yeah. What are some of your goals for rental or for constructionpros.com? Would it be cheesy to say that I want us to be number one? Like I want us to be the champions and maybe that's the Are you saying you're not? We totally are. We absolutely <laughs> are. But I want us to be the champions of the champions. You're picturing a trophy wanna... of some type, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, okay. of course. I have a really big fantasy football trophy. So I am thinking like bigger than that. Just taking up a whole wall. Wow. That was intense. <laughs> but I, I honestly, I want us to be like the top resource in the rental market. I want rental business owners to come to us to learn, to communicate with other business owners. Like I want to be the top resource and I want to provide the best, most interesting content possible. I am all about engaging with the industry and I want to be that source. I'm repeating myself a lot, but it's really important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people tend to repeat the things that are important to them. So, you know, that's good. Yeah, I, I just, I wanna be there for the community, the industry, and I want, to stand out. It's a pretty important role that the media plays is like just being that hub where everyone can get their information. Okay. Well, it's been about a year since you came to rental magazine. Mm -hmm. So happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Let's do a little reflecting on the past year. What was the most interesting story that you've published? I'm going to rely heavily on my nerdy side and say that the March, 2021 issue which I know isn't exactly one story, but I made it Star Wars themed, you know, the okay. cover, the editor's note, the lead story. And I I have to say that's probably one of my favorites. Um, I love being able to take culture references, nerdy things, and tie them into real life experiences or lessons. I think it makes things fun and easy for people to connect to. And it was all about hope and the hope of the rental industry moving forward after COVID. So not only was it like an important lesson, but then I got to throw my favorite movie series into it. So I would have to say that one. But I just realized that you asked interesting, and I don't know if that's interesting so much as just my favorite. Well, we we can call it interesting. I mean, okay, uh, it is always fun. I know that uh, I have a few friends that are still in editing, and it feels like half of the reason that they wanted to become editors is so that they could just have their jokes in throughout the newspapers. Shh, don't give out our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... What's the most difficult project you've had to work on? I'm going to give two answers, if that is okay. It is acceptable. So, okay, perfect. As you mentioned, I am coming up on a year. And I would say the very first issue that I put out after joining Rental was one of the most difficult because it was the beginning of the pandemic, brand new job, you know, brand new role. I stepped into the shoes of the last editor who had been there for 20, 25 years, something along those lines. So to come in as a, you know, little baby editor and start a new role and take on these amazing, huge shoes, it was very intimidating and scary. 
and difficult. Um, also, I joined the production of the issue when it was like halfway through, which is always kind of a difficult process because you go in not really knowing what to do, but half of it is done and you have to do the other half. So that, as well as one of the most difficult projects had to be the Editor's Choice Awards. It's really hard to pick from all these amazing products that companies are putting out. Um, And I was newer to the industry for the last Editor's Choice Awards. So trying to narrow it down, all these innovative products, it was really hard and challenging. But um, I'm only going to get better. And I'm excited to see the products for 2021. And maybe it won't be as difficult this time around. Well, I mean, hopefully it is sort of difficult. <laughs> because, well, yeah. yeah, it will be, but not as scary as the first round was. <laughs> yeah, that, that first one is extra scary. Right. It's it's hard. I don't like picking favorites besides Star Wars. Is that saying that you have a favorite within the Star Wars canon or Star Wars overall? Both. Yes. Okay. So what is what is your favorite Star Wars movie that's not even on the list? Wow, we're doing crazy <laughs> questions now. Um, it is a tie. Okay, no, that's not it's, allowed. <laughs> it's not a tie. I'll pick one. Empire Strikes Back. Okay, that is a classic. That I'm a fan of the originals, not so much the prequels, but I am going to rewatch them and give them another shot with these fresh eyes of mine. Yeah, that's fair. So, um, but yeah, classic Empire, always. It sounds like you're swearing allegiance to the Empire there. It's a little Ooh, scary. I take it back. <laughs> Want to help us change the world? Point the Way is Point of Rentals' employee-led community giving program. We provide volunteer opportunities as a team to help improve our communities throughout the world. If you're a pointer, you can find out more about how we're helping this quarter, suggest ideas for the future, and connect with us on our internal Point the Way workplace page. If you're not, you can still see what we're doing by following us on social media. We're in the business of making better lives. Before we get into the other questions, I've noticed that you're wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt today. <laughs> and you say you're from Michigan. Yes. Are you Jerome Bettis' personal friend? <laughs> or is there another reason that you are wearing Steelers stuff? I knew this question was going to come. I am a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I have been since I was a little kid. No one in my family is from Pittsburgh. No one can explain it. Um, The story so far is that I was watching football with my father when I was younger and immediately started rooting for the Steelers, maybe because of Jerome Bettis. Not really sure. Um, I'm also a Michigan State fan, and they had some Spartans on the team, so I don't know if that was the reason. But um, I am a fake kind of Steelers fan because I have no ties to Pittsburgh whatsoever. I mean, you wouldn't want to be a Lions fan, so it's understandable. Exactly. I see what my friends go through, and I count my lucky stars that I found a team that is not the Lions. What a nice way of putting it. They're my second favorite team. (laughs) I'll go ahead and root for their success since I know it will never happen. So I won't have to ever have a conflict between my favorite team and the Lions. I'm never going to be able to show my face in Detroit ever again after this conversation. But yes, that is basically how I feel. (laughs) Okay, it's understandable. 
So your LinkedIn mentions your volleyball experience, and I can't imagine that coming up in a job interview for you. So I imagine that you really just want to flex that you're a collegiate athlete, uh, captain of my team, no big deal. Uh, so I want to give you that space here. Go ahead and tell us about the highlights of your volleyball career. Wow. Bragging about myself is one of the most difficult <laughs> things for me. So this is going to be challenging. Um, I played four years of college volleyball at a smaller D3 school here in Michigan. It is called Albion College. We are the Britons, which is the lamest mascot. So um, no offense, had, England. <laughs> oh, gosh, no. Oh, it just offended so many people. No, it's okay. But um, I had to make up for it with a pretty killer volleyball career. Um, I set some school records for blocks. Um, I was the middle blocker. Um, I am very tall. I know this is a podcast, so people can't necessarily see, but I am very insanely tall. And you're also <laughs> sitting down, so it would have been impossible to tell anyway. That's true. That's true. Okay. And I set some conference records for blocks as well. Um, I was the captain my senior year. And that's all because I'm really bad about talking about myself. <laughs> so you're the captain of your team. You're an editor of a magazine. You're basically a leadership mm -hmm. expert now. What is one trait successful leaders have in common, in your opinion? Communication and collaboration. My biggest thing and something that I've learned over my very long history of being alive, my 31 years, is leaders are people that work with their teams instead of people that talk at them. So you want to establish communication with the people that you're working with and you want to be open and honest. You want to be collaborative, which I keep using that word, but you don't want to be the leader that just yells at people or doesn't take an interest in your workers' lives other than being their boss. It's working with people. It's being responsive. It's communication. Did you ever have to be that leader that yelled at people? Never. That was just court Alexis. That was against other teams where I get a little aggressive. What song are you always excited to get stuck in your head? It would probably have to be some old school rap song like um, Will Smith getting jiggy with it or something like that. Something just with a really catchy beat that you can't help but get stuck in your head. Or it would be some ridiculous song like Rick Roland that you hear in a commercial or something and it just stays in your mind. But are you happy to have that one stuck in your head? Because I know a lot of the ones that get stuck in your head, it's like, ah, oh, man, I need to get this out of there. But sometimes, yeah, you get right. one, sometimes you get those songs that you're like, ah, yes, I'm glad one good one finally stuck in there. Wow, yeah. Um, I guess most of the songs that get stuck in my head are notoriously pretty terrible. Um, I mean, so I, I hope you're not talking about getting jiggy with it when you're saying that. Cause, no, no, I mean, no. Okay. I love Will Smith. Will Smith, if you listen to this podcast... Hit me up. I want to be best friends with you. Um, so, yeah, I guess that. Have you seen the show Shit's Creek? Are you familiar with the song A Little Bit Alexis? If so, how do you feel about it? Can I change my last answer to that song? Because <laughs> that song definitely gets stuck in my head. And people sing it to me all the time. Yes, I've seen Shit's Creek. I am familiar. I love it. 
I actually binge watched it for the second time during quarantine. And I realized that I started doing some of her mannerisms and I started doing like the hand things when I talk. Um, and I started sounding a little bit like her. So she holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. That's always fun about binge watching is you uh, start to adopt a little bit of the show that you watch. Yeah. <laughs> then you have to kind of watch what you're watching. A little bit. <laughs> I remember uh, a while ago I was binge watching The Wire and it's like, I probably shouldn't be talking like that. <laughs> no, probably not. Great show, but yeah. maybe not something you want to echo every day. <laughs> exactly. Okay, let's get to the five important questions. Five important questions. Five important, five important questions. questions. Five important questions. So... What would you say is your greatest success in life? This is going to be a really cheesy answer. So I am apologizing now, but it is becoming who I am today, which could be in a Hallmark card. But um, I have been through some stuff, just like a lot of people out there. I have been through hardships. I have learned a lot of lessons And I'm super happy with the person that all those cumulative experiences have created. I am a much more positive, loving, honest, hardworking person for it. And it's something that I can take into multiple avenues of my life. It makes me a better um, editor, for example, it makes me a better coworker. It makes me a better daughter. It makes me a better wife. Um, so I am super happy with the hard work that I did and what I have gotten through to become who I am today in the place that I am today. If you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice from when you started your career, what would it be? I think, um, the best piece of advice would be to step out of my comfort zone. When I first started, I was probably that nervous little kid who didn't speak out much, went with the flow of things, didn't necessarily give my ideas. It was going along with everyone else. And I had some bosses throughout my time that said like, you need to speak up more. Like you need to put yourself out there. And it took me a really long time to actually feel comfortable enough doing that. So that would be my piece of advice. Just speak up, like be yourself, put yourself out there. It's really rewarding once you do. What is your most embarrassing moment in your career? (laughs) Oh my gosh. I don't know. What is your most embarrassing? What's your most embarrassing moment that you're willing to share in your career? I was filming an episode of Rental Rundown which is this great little video series that takes four minutes. That's it. Very short. So I had a great guest on, filmed the whole episode, went to get the recording after the fact, and found that the recording had disappeared. (laughs) There was no recollection of our entire conversation So I had to go back to this company, back through the source and say, 
is there any chance that we could redo this video because it didn't record? And I, I did push record, but it didn't save. I don't know what happened to it. And I have never been so embarrassed because I'm sure they were thinking like, she didn't push record. What an idiot. <laughs> and to go back and ask them to redo it, it was, it was rough. Well, thank you. Now I'm very concerned about this video and I hope that it saves and <laughs> I don't end up with something bad happening here. So you've been sentenced to death for not having any embarrassing moments. What is your last meal and why do you choose that meal? As I mentioned earlier, I am like the biggest breakfast fan. So I think that it would just be a huge breakfast buffet spread of like omelets, scrambled eggs, donuts. I'm a huge donut person. I have um, donuts all over my house. It's semi-embarrassing. Anything with a donut, I have it. So there would definitely be a huge plate of donuts. You know, bacon, sausage. Sorry to all the vegans out there. Um, it's your last meal. You don't have to apologize to anyone. That's true. Okay. Literally just all the breakfast foods, pancakes, French toast, all of it. Definitely a mimosa and a Bloody Mary. And after that, desserts. Because I'm a huge sweets person, if you couldn't tell. Okay. So just load so it you, up. So you want to chase up the, the donuts and pancakes with some dessert because those weren't sweet enough. Yes. Yes. Okay. 100%. Okay. So you plan on <laughs> <laughs> becoming diabetic within that short little span you have until you're put to death. I like it. I am going to take myself out before anyone else can by eating copious amounts of sugar. <laughs> okay. So this is again, not on the question list. What's your favorite, what's your candy of choice again? Reese's, but not like a typical Reese's, the Reese's eggs or, okay. you know, shaped Reese's, they taste different. They're yeah. so good. I also love Cadbury cream eggs. So Easter is one of my so favorite this, times of year. I was going to say, so this is your time of year right now. It really is. I love Easter because it includes breakfast and candy. <laughs> do, you, do you stock up on the candy for like later, later months or? Oh my gosh. Yes. I stock up on candy every holiday, every chance I get. My pantry, I have like three shelves of purely candy. Um, wow. I'm that person that goes to the movies and I bring my own candy in my purse. Don't tell the movie theaters. Um, I mean, that's how you really need to do things anyway. Yeah. You can't, can't be paying those prices. I buy popcorn. So then I just bring my own candy to add to the experience. Okay. There you go. It's yeah. like, look, I'm giving you get your you get your profit on this one. All right. Right. I bought a ticket and popcorn. That's good enough. Let me have my M&Ms in my purse. M&Ms and popcorn. Best combination. Just saying. Yeah, you do need the salty and sweet together. It, yes. it does make it good. All right. We agree on lots of things here. Okay, okay, good. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? I am a slight perfectionist in the sense that I am insanely logical and the way that I think through things and plan ahead and just organize, which also we talked about earlier. Um, and my biggest flaw is I kind of expect that from others, or if I don't get it in return, I kind of get frustrated. 
like you tell me I have to be somewhere at a certain time. I'm going to be early. I'm going to plan my day around it. I'm considerate to a fault. And so I would say I would like to take a step back from that and be more relaxed and realize that everyone is different. Everyone works different and just chill out a little bit. I'm glad you went that way instead of saying, I want to be less considerate of others. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I would like to be a little less tall, but that didn't seem like a great answer. So how tall are you? I'm 6'1". Okay. That's pretty tall. I think like 5'11". You just want to get under that six foot mark. You're doing the Kevin Durant thing where Kevin Durant doesn't want to be seven feet tall. So he's like, I'm 6'11 guys. (laughs) It's just really hard to find like pants and shoes. And it's difficult to be a tall female. So I think if I was a little shorter, it would be cool. But it's also a defining characteristic about myself. You can just say that you're 5'11". And then everyone will be like, you're a liar. <laughs> I'm five, I'm five thirteen. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. If you could change one thing about the rental industry, what would it be? The biggest thing that I would change, I talked a little bit earlier about people being very innovative and looking into new technologies, which is fantastic, but I'm going to play the younger generation card here and say, I think there could be more utilization of social media and digital marketing practices. And I think these things can do amazing things for businesses, but a lot of people are scared of them or don't know how to use them or communicate with their audiences. So I would say on that front, I would really love the rental industry to just crush social media, get great websites out there, use digital marketing platforms, use videos, like whatever you can, because that is the future of business. Sounds like a good, uh, good thing to want for the rental industry. I think so. What is your spirit spice? I have never been asked this question. I have never been asked to consider this question. I will be using this forever now. So thank you. I hate spicy things. So I think I'm going to have to go with something boring and say, Salt or maybe even cinnamon because I, I like feel, the sweetness. You don't have to say that those are boring because then you're saying that you yourself are boring. That's not, <laughs> it's not nice. Dang it, you caught me. <laughs> War, wars have been fought over salt. Salt is very important and very needed. It is very important. It just seems boring when you can talk about things like paprika and things like that. Five spice. Tell me a secret about the rental industry. If you don't know one of those yet, tell me a secret about the construction industry. This is probably um, more public knowledge, but people in the construction industry slash rental industry, I'm not positive, love trade shows. They love traveling and walking around and getting all the free stuff. And honestly, I do too. It's I was so say, who great. Doesn't? That's like so a great. human thing. But the longer I've been in the industry, and like I keep dragging on about so many different avenues, every single market, every industry, people live for in-person events and trade shows. It is the highlight of their year, which I think is the coolest thing because I personally love trade shows too. 
I love traveling. I love trying new foods. That is a plus for me, but I love connecting to people, meeting people face to face. I have made some of the best connections of my career at trade shows and in-person events. And I think this past year where we weren't necessarily able to have these events has really shown to people just how important they are. All right. Well, thank you for joining me today, Alexis. I think those are all the questions. Thank you. This was so much fun. And you really took me out of my comfort zone a little bit. So (laughs) I appreciate it. Good job. Current you telling past you to get out of your comfort zone so that you could do this. Oh, it has all come full circle. (laughs) Time travel worked. Amazing. Wow. Thanks again for joining us on the front porch. As always, you can find more of our podcasts on pointofrental.com slash porch, or you can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you around. I want to be less considerate. I am so unprepared for this. I'm kind of a health fanatic. I'm a huge donut person. I have my hand in multiple cookie jars. I've never like gotten drunk at a press event. I love Alexis. I love Alexis. I'm going to edit that out because it sounds silly. I hope some scientists do that in the future. Are you Jerome Bettis' personal friend? (laughs) I hate spicy things. That's such a lame answer. Empire, always.